I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube and host of this podcast, the Locked On Mavericks podcast. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, taking off from the free throw line for a layup that just won't go. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh, Maxie. Maxie. I, I don't want to – I feel bad starting off with Maxie slander, though. Maxie had a great game. Because the rest of the pod, we're going to talk about really good things about Maxie, so we might as well get it out of the way. Also, Luca was asking on Twitter for a video of, of this attempt. So, Well, he should be getting it because uh, I hope he put a blast him on Twitter about it. I, lo- I just love when players go back and forth like this and make fun of each other. It's super fun. Um, another preseason game tonight that we can pull about – 2.5 things away from and I don't <laughs> we did know. a whole we did a whole whole podcast on what to watch for and uh I don't think we saw much of what to watch for it's it's fascinating to watch this Thunder team especially when they're playing three non-NBA players all at, at all times yes yes um Nick and I went back and forth in in our text about I said Diallo was better than Terrence Ferguson and I said how dare you if we ever do start a Lockdown Mavs Slack one day, these are the conversations that y'all can get in on and uh, see our arguments and take sides in these arguments. But uh, I, I, I'm just ready for the preseason to be over. <laughs> I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm tired hey, of it already. Isaac, as a great man once said, all things come to an end sometimes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> on the podcast today, we're going to get into the Mavs preseason game against the Thunder. Talk about all the things that we can, all the 1.5 things we can take away from it, uh, and further conversations about these Dallas Mavericks. But before we do, Isaac, we're gonna talk LeBron. Today's po- <laughs> today's podcast is brought to you by. We're talking about something better, Indochino. It's the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Start your style upgrade now with thirty dollars off your total purchase of three hundred ninety-nine dollars or more. At Indochino.com. Enter the code locked on. No space in that one. All caps. I don't know if that means anything, but all caps locked on at checkout. Indochino.com. Isaac. We had an interest. It was an interesting game to start, I think. We had we had Hamadou Diallo just trying his trying his darndest to stop Luca. And he was pretty successful at the beginning a little bit. Uh he caused some some offensive fouls cause some turnovers but Luca still I mean Luca can have a bad game and still put up like 27 and 7 yeah I mean okay I will say I I, I think Luca did struggle at the beginning some uh it looked like he was just forcing stuff a little bit he had a couple he had that charge uh on Gallo that was a charge uh, yeah he, he lo- threw his shoulder into his stomach yeah and uh, I, I just didn't think it was the best of starts for him. Yeah, I think at the at the end of the day, you look at it and say, all right, like look at his stat line. If we say it was about, he had 10 boards and he had 19 points. But 
right now, honestly, I'm looking at, like, I know Luke can score. I know he can pass. Like, all the stuff is things I'm like, okay, I don't really care about in the preseason. There's one Luca stat that I watch for every game, and I care about the most, and that's his free throws. Free throws, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he went 9 for 11 from the free throw line. This is huge for him. This is not only, I mean, he well, that's 81% from the free he's throw getting, line. He's getting 10, 11 free throw attempts in, like, the 25, 26 minutes that he plays. That's crazy and awesome. Yes, it's amazing. Um, not... Not just, hey, you're wanting him to reach that level because he can get to that level, and that's the next level as far as like a superstar plays at of hitting these free throws at an 80% or higher clip or something like that. But it also, obviously, it raises your points per game. I mean, if he's shooting 10 to 12 free throws a game and he's hitting, you know, eight of them, 10 of them, I mean, that's eight to 10 points that goes on your, you know, your average points a game. So, like, that's. It that, helps you get to that 27 mark. That that's how you, you get mentioned. to that next level. That's how you go up from the 20-point-per-game score to the 27, 25, 26-point-per-game score. You have to add a couple points. You have to shave a couple of points here and there, and it has to either be attempt more shots <laughs> or hit a better percentage or get to the line more. That immediately leads you know, to, to more points, obviously, because they are free throws, and you should be, should be able to hit them. <laughs> and he's definitely been working on it. And uh, we're, we're glad to see him starting to hit those last couple of games. That's been a definite positive thing. I thought Luca's passing was also pretty positive in this game. To see Luca as a, uh, he came away with seven assists, but he just had some good plays where if you're behind the defense at all, whether it was Maxi or, or, or Courtney Lee had a play like this, where they get behind the defense in some way in transition or in the half court, Luca's going to find you and you're going to get mm-hmm. a bucket. Like the cutting on this team is going to be really important. Yeah, I mean, Luca. It's just crazy how we're in the beginning of Luca's second season, and bias aside, I feel pretty confident saying Luca's one of the best running the pick and roll, and that when he comes off a high pick, and he does have the defender on his butt right behind him, then if somebody's helping, he's finding the guy. Like he's hitting the roller, he makes the right pass. You saw it when he ran the pick and roll with Boban, you know, the other night against Milwaukee, you know, he made the perfect pass, just lobbing it right over the defender, Boban catches it, puts it right in. Chris Daps, Maxi, or anybody picking pops, he's driving, you don't even think he can see him, he's hitting him. He just, it's just, it's incredible how well he can run the pick and roll, and just his vision coming off of that, it's, it's beyond his years. He's become the Dirk, where we just can't say enough good things about him. Oh yeah, that's... <laughs> Dirk had that for us. We just keep, we just kept saying good things about Dirk and his character and the way that he was around the locker room. And like, we would just go on for 10 minutes about Dirk and how good he is. And Luca on the court has become that. 100%. Now I do. There was <laughs> super interested in that, com- that comment. I, just well, I was yawning. Cause I thought you were saying go keep on going. And then you just cut it off and looked at me and I was like, Oh, well, all right. Well, um, we I'm just, for some, I was thinking about hitting the open man. And I thought about that Delon Wright play tonight where DeLon came down through the lane. He jumped up and kind of double clutched. I don't even see how he made this play. And he hit Chris Tapps, I think it was in the second half, but he mm. hit Chris Tapps in the corner and wide open for a three. But it it was just a glimpse into, like, okay, like DeLon's got some passing ability that if he has the ball in his hands more, it could be something, like, we could see that stuff more. It, it was just, it blew me away. I, I tweeted a video about it because I was just, I was, yeah, I thought it was an incredible play. I thought it was one of the best overall plays of the whole night. Just his drive, the pass, and 
Chris Apps hitting the three in the corner. I I just loved everything about that. Yeah, coming up, let's get into DeLon Wright. Uh, Jalen Brunson was out for this game. So is Dorian Finney-Smith. So DeLon <laughs> make sure everyone knows that before we get into these conversations. Well, let's get into DeLon Wright, what we saw from him, and then we have to get into Maxi Kleba. All right, Isaac. DeLon Wright, I thought he had a good game. I thought he showed us some of the things that we were asking for yesterday when we were talking about you know previewing this game and saying what do we want to see from DeLon with Jalen Brunson out yeah he did I mean you saw him uh, be a little bit more aggressive get to the basket it's we've talked about this before he doesn't have the he's not the Westbrook he's not the super quick first step like just super athletic get to the rim type of guy even though he has the size and he has the length to finish at the rim that's just not kind of his game but he has the herky-jerky kind of slow pace hey he can get to the paint and he can like score at the basket it's just he just doesn't do it very often so it's cool to see him get into the paint tonight I wanted to see the outside shot he went one for four from that uh, it just I don't know there's just something about it right now it doesn't look too natural for him I don't that's just me I, it, that's just my opinion on that it could he could be totally natural and comfortable with it it just seems uncomfortable that outside shot for him right now yeah uh, Mavs highlights on on Twitter posted this clip from the last game uh, I'm trying to pull it up and find it but it was it was Luca on the left left wing and Delon right also on the left wing and he Luca like drives a little bit and then he stops back and then he goes he, he throws it over to Delon right and the defender is maybe three or four feet maybe two feet it's kind of hard to tell from the angle but he's two or three feet away from him and Delon right kind of pump fakes looking like he was gonna take a shot and then decides to drive or, or do something else and he decides he opts to not take the shot and the question was from from Mavs highlights was uh, should you know was this Delon Wright should Delon Wright take should Delon Wright have taken that shot should Luca have taken this shot or you know why is Delon Wright hesitating was it the defender was too close and I think he's just not a comfortable pull up spot up shooter he's not been that in his career he has been like you said the driving gets he averaged like ten drives a game last year he is that kind of guy when he does get the ball he's getting into the paint and we saw an awesome. What do you call it? I guess the kids are calling it the uh, nutmeg yourself play, where, you, where mm-hmm. like what Luca did the other night, where he dribbles it backwards between his legs as he was was driving into the paint. So he he has that move. He you know can get into the paint like you said. We've seen it. We saw it a couple times in this game, and I just don't think that he's that kind of a guard to where he's comfortable taking these threes. He's he's almost the opposite of Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. is very comfortable taking these close spaces guy right in your face defender right next to you these pull-up jumpers now we've talked a lot about what tim hardaway jr should be doing and what shots he should be taking but he's comfortable taking those shots apparently delon wright is not he's just not that type of player we want him to be the three and d guard he's just not that as far as the three part he can hit an open three but he's not going to take a pull-up highly contested three and maybe maybe this year he becomes that and he turns into that and he develops that part of his game but I, I don't know. But I, I don't want him to be that guy. I don't want him to be the pull up contested three guy. I just want him to hit the open three in the corner. That's the main thing that they hit the open three on the wing. That's the main thing they need him to do. And after four games, 
He's two for eleven from three. But there's different expectations. There's there's hit the open three, which is like a, a very bottom line like yes. expectation, a very low expectation. Then there's the take a contested three, take a three that's going to be a little bit more difficult. Take a three, maybe Luca kicks it out. You have to escape dribble. You have to do something else. You have to put some movement into it, a step back maybe. And he's not that. Like he's not that level. We, yeah. you and I, expect him to hit an open three. Yes. We've seen a, we've seen a bunch of times in these preseason games where Luca kicks out to him and he's found space in the corner. How he, many would you say, just off the top of your head, out of the eleven threes that he's attempted, he's only hit two of them. How many of those eleven would you say are open? I wide open. Oh, do you have the number? Of them. No, I don't know. I just say I would say a decent amount of them have been wide open, uh, of ones that I can remember just after four games. And <clears throat> it's like you said, it's not it's not obviously the main part of his game. I'm just. He does so many other things really well. You saw that uh, play in the second half, and I think, um, gosh, it, it was just—it's not something you're going to see. You can't—you obviously didn't see it on a stat sheet because I think it went out of bounds. But he hustled down the floor, and somebody th- tried to throw a lob, or it was an inside pass, and he jumped up out of the air and swatted it down one-handed. That was just an instinct type of play. It was an athletic type of play. It's those type of plays that Delon Wright gives you at the at the point guard spot. He does all of these other things well that complements guys like Luca and makes up for defense, lack of defense in some other spots. But you just wonder when it comes to weighing things out, if he continues to shoot like this, and I know it's just four games, we're not I'm not trying to like overreact, but it this was a question mark. It's not like yeah, it's, it's not, not like, like this thing is Yes, it's not like it's Seth Curry or Porzingis that's you know that's two for eleven. You're like, oh you're overreacting, blah blah blah. This was one of the question marks for Delon Wright. So I'm wondering how that balance, and especially when you have somebody like Jalen Brunson behind you, will all of the other stuff that DeLon Wright does well, will that outweigh the lack of shot if he's still shooting this way come three weeks from now? That's what I'm curious about. Speaking of Seth Curry, we haven't seen a lot of Seth Curry. We haven't, no. There's not an, in- there's not an injury thing, right? To my knowledge, there's not an injury thing he's dealing with. No, to me, like me, neither. So I... I'm wondering if it's just, hey, we know exactly what we got in Seth. We know the role we want him in. So, you know, we're testing out some other things. It could be something to where, hey, he's kind of like our X factor that we're just kind of like keeping our back pocket. (laughs) Hide him. Type of thing, you know, like, and we're just going to unleash him when the season starts. I don't know what it is. This could be the the Tim Hardaway Jr. test situation where they're like, hey, go out there, show us what you got. And if you don't have it, Seth Curry has all of your minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Which is what we kind of were, were thinking at the be- beginning of the summer. Uh, it could be that, but yeah, he only played nine minutes. He's he's played nine minutes in a couple of these games, so it could also be they're getting flashbacks too when he had that uh, that shin splint situation where he was just supposed to be out, you know, day to day, and he's supposed to start the season, and then he ended up missing the whole year. Uh, it could be <laughs> weird flashbacks to that, um, but yeah, that that's just kind of a weird thing to to me. And as far as we know, there's not an injury situation, so it's a it's a coach's decision. With Seth Curry's minutes, but yeah, yeah I've De- heard that before. With De- with Delon Wright, um, yeah, but I thought we saw some good things in this game, and I thought we saw some good defense, good driving. I thought we saw some some good playmaking from him, and it's just it's going to be hard for him to get the ball when Luca's out there. He's playing pretty much only with Luca because when Luca's mm-hmm. not on the floor, they're playing Brunson or they're playing Berea. Uh, and let's we should get into Berea tonight, uh, JJ Berea. All five foot nine, five foot ten of him without socks. Uh, six points, three boards, eight assists. He is he mm. is a pick and roll wizard. He does not have he is. 
any kind of lift at all, but he just can working with Porzingis, you just saw some flashes of it. You saw flashes of this is what this is the you know, he found a new Dirk, right? Like he found a guy that he can work with, that he can uh, draw the defense in because everyone wants to block J.J. Barea's shot because you can, you think you just can every single time. And so inexperienced bigs are just going to always go with Barea. And uh, guards will go with him too because they think they're going to they're gonna block his shot. But he just kicks right back out to Porzingis. I think it was two or three times in this game that happened. Porzingis, I think, missed both of the threes that, ha- that happened. And we'll talk about Porzingis missing shots, but... J.J. Barea, I thought, was, was a positive in this game. And I'm excited to see how they use him. And I, I just hope that it's not a Barea versus Brunson kind of thing. Yeah. We talked briefly a little bit about this before the pod. So I do want to talk about this. I'm scared. I'm scared J.J. And I, I'm scared, but I and I hate it because J.J.'s he's such a nice guy. And he's one of the franchise greats. I've literally ask the owner on this podcast about him his jersey being retired yeah. like we're huge fans of that I, I think he should have his jersey retired in Dallas I'm scared that it's going to turn into a Wes Matthews type of thing this year in the sense of I'm afraid the fan base we're, we're already me and you both are getting tagged in the same tweets to us about why is Brunson um, why, you know, why is Bray getting the minutes he is uh, uh, that's yeah. already happening in the preseason and I'm scared that that's going to happen this season I'm scared it's going to turn into a thing to where Bray is going to have his role he's the vet a vet on the team Carlisle loves him Carlisle trusts him he's going like he came you know came back fought back from the injury he's going have his role but he his lift like it's not I'm not trying to say he was spud web out there before but <laughs> like his lift just isn't there right he now he's at he least can, Muggsy Bogues I mean <laughs> uh Earl Boykin but <laughs> what wonder what Earl Boykin's real height would have been without shoes <laughs> with this new measurement thing um but like the lift this isn't there you can he's a little bit different a little uh, i i feel like you can see it a little bit just come back from the injury and that's natural like he is another year older he is coming off of a huge injury like that just the fact that he's on the floor playing preseason games the fact that he was playing in that scrimmage is still baffling to me yes it's it's unbelievable uh, when that injury first happened and he was like all he's like yeah, i still want to play i still want to come back i'm like all right if he does come back like I, I'd expect a December, you know, I'm like, oh, he's just like, it's just going to take a while. You know, it's towards the end. And it's just incredible that he's playing right now. But it's one of those things where if you didn't have somebody like a Jalen Brunson behind him or not even behind him, but alongside of him coming off the bench, they just have these other guys like that to where I'm scared. It's just going to turn into a thing to where he becomes the dartboard that he becomes when Jalen Brunson's sitting on the bench and the second unit's in there and he's in there in the second unit and maybe he's not playing as well. He's become the easy target of Mavs fans and fans are going to freak out about him. Why is Berea getting 15 to 17 minutes and Brunson's only getting 13 to 15 minutes? Why is it Brunson getting all these minutes? Why? And I just hate that for Berea because he's such an awesome guy and just a franchise and everything. So I hope it doesn't turn into that, but there's a part of me that is scared that it will brunson's just become such a fan favorite already he is and he he deserves it he deserves it i mean really i mean on top of like just his character and just the good overall guy is and professional and stuff he already is just the general storyline of a second round pick who i mean look at mitchell robinson right now in new york they love him the the idea of a second round pick becoming a key rotational piece you know borderline starter i mean people manage love those the best example of that where just spurs fans just love manage nobody maybe more than tony parker probably more than tony parker 
Yeah, so like fans just we jump on those stories. We love those stories. The like we love seeing the front office win these, you know, things where win these uh, draft picks to where they draft this guy and it's like, "Oh man, second round pick. Now look what he's turned into." And we love those type of picks. And on top of that, he's a, he's a great guy and great professional and all that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely you don't want it to turn into an either or or a Berea versus Brunson thing, but it's a conversation that's already happening on Mavs Twitter and Mavs fans and everything, and it's not going away anytime soon. And it doesn't seem like Carlisle wants to play any of those three point guards together. DeLon, yeah, for right DeLon, now, right, Berea or Brunson. So far, we haven't seen that at all. Now we didn't see Brunson in this game, so maybe that would have happened. We've only seen Berea in two games or three games now, but in only two games with Brunson and. We haven't seen them play together at all. Yeah, but I don't. Th- I don't know what you can. I mean, we joked about this, but like, I don't know what you can take away lineup and rotation wise from anything in this preseason. We've seen different starters every game. We saw what Justin Jackson the first two games. He hasn't started the yeah, last Courtney two games. Courtney Lee in this game. We saw Courtney Lee, you know, starting this game. We've seen Maxi Maxi start some of these games, but that's because Dwight's injured. And then we saw Dorian start a game. Now Dorian and Brunson set out tonight. So like these rotations right now, we have no clue. Like we could go into that first game against the Wizards and you know on the twenty third and three of these guys that are playing minutes right now could have DMPCDs and we're like, Whoa, why didn't Dorian play? Or why didn't Maxi get in this game? Oh my gosh. And like everybody's gonna be freaking out about it. Cause that's what's gonna happen. Not all these guys are gonna be able to play. And the first game that they lose, oh, dear God, hopefully it's not the Wizards game. The first game that they lose and one of these guys like Maxi or gosh, somebody like a Brunson or can you imagine like we can predict it right now. The first game they lose and one of these guys, Justin Jackson, Dorian, Maxi, yeah, one of those guys gets play. a DNPCD <laughs> and they don't play. Mass Twitter is going to be up in arms and be like, you know why we lost? Because Justin Jackson didn't play. You know, it's whoever it was that didn't play. You That's what's like, going to happen. You sound like uh, who's the Magruder guy? Who? Who's the Magruder guy that always says like uh, he does the videos on NBA and oh yeah on oh, Cowboys he's it. a huge Cowboys fan yes I watch this guy Scooter Magruder like, you sound like Scooter yeah. Magruder <laughs> what Justin Jackson didn't play the Cowboys <laughs> lost to the Jazz ball. <laughs> hey Sam sorry, Darnold sorry. was back Sam sorry, Darnold. I'm sorry sorry Sam sorry guys his spleen was De- back Dak's worth forty million keep going. So, all right, coming up, let's get into Maxi Kleba. He had a great game, and let's also talk about Porzingis because we saw. I think we saw some positive things from Porzingis in this game. All right, Isaac. So we saw some awesome things from Maxi Kleba, despite the joke that we made about the uh, the layup that he tried from the free throw line <laughs> that Luca was asking for after the game. But Maxi Kleba, he was hitting his threes. He was two of six from three. He was uh, he was hitting his threes. I guess, yeah, he didn't really hit his... He was three of five. I guess he took one more that missed that I come missed. On. Come on, Harp. <laughs> can we talk about Harp? I didn't say that. Can we talk... Can we stop Somebody and talk about... Somebody else in the room right now. Can we stop and talk about Harp? Okay, Harp said a my couple... Son, my son just got my mic and said something. He's, ta- he's he, On this broadcast, he said... <laughs> they were talking about Sarah Melton, who is uh, was the director of, of Mavs, like communications and everything. And she works directly with media people. She worked directly with us and she's retiring. Uh, She's an amazing person. We appreciate everything that she did for us and uh, for everything she did for the Mavericks. So Harp was talking about her and they showed her the broadcast and he goes, all things come to an end sometimes. uh, All things come to an end sometimes. So 
But, uh, you know, all things come to an end sometimes. So. <laughs> you got to love it. It's just so, <laughs> it's so funny. And then another time he said, uh, like, Justin Patton for the Thunder, who God love Justin Patton. He he hasn't he's played four games in two years in the NBA. He got drafted first. He was the pick that got sent uh for with Jimmy Butler or for Jimmy Butler. Remember the the Bulls sent yeah. a pick with Jimmy Butler and everyone was like, Why would you send a pick with Jimmy Butler? He yeah. was the pick. He didn't he didn't work out for them. He was injured. And then now he's playing with the Thunder and he tries a pick and roll and it doesn't work out for him. And Derek Harper goes, goes, you know, I think he's more of a pick and pop guy. He's played four games in the NBA. He, you watching Creighton film? Like what? <laughs> you know he was. Harp was watching, watching Creighton film last night. He know that. Like, <laughs> he also took a couple jumpers in the game and they didn't look that great. It's not like he's Porzingis out there. I like that uh, video you tweeted out, and he's like, "No." Oh yeah, on the, on the what was it, the Baisley dunk? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they didn't uh, go. Anyway. Oh man, Harp had some some wild ones tonight. Uh, but back to Maxi Kleba. Uh, Maxi Kleba, 14 points, four boards. He was hitting some threes. He was working the, the pick and roll seemed a lot better. Now, maybe this is just because the Thunder didn't really have a real rim protector when Nerlens wasn't on the floor, but hey, Nerlens didn't play bad tonight. Nerlens did play well. He, he, he did shoot that one three. Okay. Besides that, besides the three, he did stuff Porzingis, which was dreads are getting long too. Devastating. And did he try for a hot dog? I think he asked. I think he requested, and it got denied. Huh. But Maxi in the pick and roll, I thought was better tonight with Luca. I think that chemistry is really starting to to show. Yeah, uh, yeah. I thought he was. Uh, I think this is his best game of the preseason so far. Uh, I just thought, yeah, I loved his energy. I think he looked good on both ends of the ball. Uh, he has Maxi has this um, kind of. I don't. I don't even know how to word it. He has this second or this last. It's not even a second jump. It's not a second jump. Um, the last time I did this, I said secondary penetrator. And you you turned it into a tweet. So it was great. Cool. It was one of the best and, moments uh, of this podcast. <laughs> um, no, he has this like last second jump when people drive on him, and he gets blocks on this thing all the time to where people will drive into him, and sometimes they'll jump and they'll hang and they'll wait for the last second shot. And Maxi will wait to the last second to jump. And I feel like he gets blocks on this way all the time to where somebody will shoot it right in his grill. And you're like, there's no way he's going to block that because he's just standing still with his arms up. And then he jumps and blocks it. Uh, he's just a great shot blocker. He has His energy is there all the time. And, yeah, he hit a couple threes tonight. That's huge because when teams are going to leave people open, they're not going to leave. Well, they did. And Porzingis just didn't make them tonight. Most, well, he hit three. But, um they're going to choose Maxi over Porzingis in these scenarios, and he needs to be able to make some. And yeah, I mean, he hit two two of them. But I, I yeah, I, if you handed out a game ball tonight, even though Porzingis and Luca score more points or whatever, I'd almost go with Maxi to be honest. Yeah, I thought he was great, and I thought he he just showed that he can do the things that Carlisle wants him to do, and he can also hit the three too, and that that could be super valuable for the Mavericks going forward. And Dwight Powell. I don't think he's losing his spot because of how well Maxi is playing, but uh, no. I think it, it depends on what Powell looks like when he comes back. So we'll see. There's still an above the rim presence that even though Maxi caught had, that, yeah, yeah Maxi caught that lob tonight one handed. That was nice and stuff, but that's not. Yeah, Maxi can do it, but is it what he's best at? No, and 
that's what Dwight is best at, and that's the what the role is defined as. So I still think Dwight Powell slides right in that starter spot. DeLon Wright on Instagram just posted the the clip of him doing the the self nutmeg dribble between the legs move and the pass to Porzingis. He said, "Luca, let me borrow his move. I don't know why I did it." <laughs> and then Porzingis responded, "Good pass, my bro." And DeLon Wright said, "Yes, sir," with a bunch of R's. Gotta love the chemistry forming on Instagram. Let's go. Yeah, it's a young team, right? I mean, that's you're not gonna see. I mean, Dirk was active on social media some, as far as with his uh, his Twitter and stuff. But this is one of the benefits of having a, a younger team like this. They're gelling off the court. They have these friendships, and uh, they're becoming like a family. They joke around with each other all the time. You go to a practice and stick around after practice. You see them laughing and joking with each other, competing against each other, having a blast. It's like when I did that story about the family thing and Dorian said, man, this is the first team since I've been here in what, four years that most of the team are guys my age. And that's just a huge factor with this team chemistry thing. It's not, you want the, you know, some vets, you want the guys like Courtney Lee and JJ Barea, they're super valuable on this team, but it's, it's a whole different type of feel with this young group of guys. that's all around the same age, basically. Yeah, that matters. Um, with Chris Porzingis, 17 points, 13 rebounds. He was 7 of 21 from the field. <laughs> Not nah, hoisting. And uh, 3 of 9 25 from, minutes. 3 of 9 from 3. So uh, it wasn't all just him jacking threes and missing wide open threes. He actually hit his threes decently well tonight. Um, but, yeah, he was taking a lot. And like we said, like we said, if you listen to this podcast, you get real info. You get real knowledge <laughs> dropped every day. The first play of the game was an inside, that's, a, that's a stretch. <laughs> was an inside move to uh, you know Luca entry pass to Porzingis the turnaround the jumper and he hit it. They they tried to get him going inside. I don't think they did enough to get him going inside though. Yeah, I mean that's just I I think you're gonna see that a lot. I think you're gonna see right off the bat. Uh, I think that you can try to do it uh, first thing in the second half too. I think I think yeah, that's, that's just true. gonna. That's going to be a point for him. Come, you know, starting these games of just getting the ball, you know, KP coming off some screen stuff, let him have a pin down inside, get him the bucket near the block, and let him just try to shoot over somebody, a mid range shot coming off a pick, maybe. And uh, I think that's the route they're going to try to go start it inside, let him, you know, get it going inside, and then kind of slowly stretch it out to the outside. So he's going to have the crazy thing is he attempted nine three pointers tonight. Like he's going to have threes all day long yeah like he's gonna have these shots as long as he's playing that five spot as long as they're putting their center on the on kp he's gonna be able to hoist up threes all the time and i know the percentages you know these past couple games you know it's 33 percent tonight but if he gets back to shooting exactly and guys it just uh, the reminder like the disclaimer the disclaimer well this is only his like what third third game you know, being back. So once he gets fully back in the rhythm and stuff and he gets that percentage up, I mean, it's over because these shots are going to be there every single game. It's just a matter of, is he going to get them or not? And going back fully to the, the four point line that people we've all been talking about and the practice lines and that's been in practice and all this different stuff. When you add that extra spacing, when you, when he can when he can pop out a couple feet behind the three point line, that gives and he has a center like a Stephen Adams or somebody guarding him, it gives you even more space and he can hit that shot. Good luck because I mean that that shot's going to be there all day. 
Exactly. So there you go. That's our thoughts from the Mavericks preseason game against the Thunder. Uh, they will be back, let's see, in a couple days. Thursday? They have a game Thursday? Mavs at Clippers. That's in a- Vancouver. In Vancouver. Canadians, if you are a Canadian and you are yeah. near Vancouver and you listen to this podcast, let us know. We need some lockdown Mavs on the ground there. Yeah. Let's get some lockdown in Vancouver. reporter listeners uh, there in Vancouver. We'll make that announcement again. But they play that late Thursday, so we'll be able to uh, to watch what that. What time game. is that again? Do you have that up? I it's uh, that 9.30 Central Time. Night. No, all right. Cool. It's like a, it's essentially a West Coast game because Vancouver's over there. Yeah, over there, over yonder, over yonder. That is, a, that yeah. is the, an amazing Canadian accent. I wasn't trying for a Canadian accent. Get off me, Nick. <sighs> hey, how excited are you about these cartoons that are coming to Disney Plus, dude? X Men is amazing. I'm so hyped. So we're watching cartoons now. Stop! It wasn't always about cartoons. That shows, I don't know. Uh, Touche. I get all of your tweets. I, I get, I know. I made fun of Airbender because <laughs> I, it was I like cartoon. three people tweet me that and say, oh, he's watching cartoons now. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Touche. I understand. That was funny. Um, but X Men is one of my uh, one of my exceptions because I grew up with that 90s X Men. I used to have that theme song as my ringtone for a long time. How does it go? I, I'm not going to do that on the pod. How does it go, though? <laughs> I'm not going to do it on the pod. Stop. Because then you're going to clip it and then tweet it out. Oh, look what happened <laughs> on the pod today. Huh? <laughs> um, hey, anyway. it's all about marketing the podcast, Isaac. We got to grow the show. That's true. That's true. Oh, speaking of grow the show, we've had a lot uh, of... Let's do this at the end. We might as well. We've had a lot of five-star iTunes reviews. We really appreciate everybody sending those in. Oh, they scare me. Let's get to one right now. This- hey, get to John's. John tweeted at me. said... Instead, he answered. He asked. He submitted a question about, and it replied to tonight's game. I'm not sure which one he is, but there's two that were from today. And oh, okay. here's let's just do this one from today. If it's him, I don't know if it's him. It's a bunch of numbers as the name, and uh, he says that Nick and Isaac have a special chemistry that I feel like is somewhat underappreciated. So we appreciate that. He said a bunch of other good things about us. Uh, for the podcast question, assuming they maintain their current level of skills, would you rather draft one Boban-sized Berea or five Berea-sized Bobons? <laughs> five Berea-sized Bobons are, are taking up a lot of my roster space. I would definitely take the Boban-sized Berea. Come on. Boban doesn't have lift anyway. And you get a, you get a, a pick-and-roll sized Bobon like a pick and roll wizard that's yeah. the size of Bobon come on this is a no-brainer yeah I'm trying to figure out if I if I share my answer would I might be misinformed about the ramifications about my, about what would happen to the five Bobons if you um, don't pick them <laughs> um yeah I think I definitely would go with the uh if I could have five Bobons that have the skill set of JJ Okay, wait. If this is an NBA game, that's different. If you're talking about just a hang, a cool hang, five Berea-sized Bobons is, is, is a cool... Oh, just a hang out? It's a cool hang. No, I'm changing the question. Oh, uh, okay. Interesting. That's hard, because both of them have amazing personalities. What about in the next John Wick movie? He has to fight one Bobon. If Bobon can get me one of those big blankets, I'm down. Oh, wait, but the Berea-sized Bobons wouldn't need the big blankets. <laughs> It'd be a freaking napkin. <laughs> um... 
in the next John, like, <laughs> in the next John Wick movie, he'd have to fight one Bobon-sized Berea or five Berea-sized Bobons. Which do you think he would pick? Ooh, John Wick. John Wick know. seems to be really good. John Wick. If there's one person in the room, it takes him a really long time to beat the guy. If there's ten people in the room, it takes him like one minute to go through all ten guys. It's entertainment, Nick. He don't care. He's just like, hey. I don't know what it is. Whenever there's 10 guys in a room, it just seems like they all just have no skills. And when there's one guy, he has all the skills. Exactly. Do we have any more questions? Now, the other one today was, is it a hot take to think that Luka could potentially be an MVP candidate this year if everything goes right for Dallas? Uh, Lee Ellis on the the formerly starters, now the dunked on, or the uh, now the uh, no dunks podcast, picks Luka as his uh, sleeper MVP candidate. Oh, uh, yeah, I think he, Luca would, is perfect for those type of categories in this thing. Do I think he's going to win it or be in the top three or five? Yeah. No, I don't because I think it's just, yeah, I think it, you're going to have Giannis and Harden and these the guys. Mavs have gonna, to win like 55 games. They would have to be insane. Yeah, I think they'd have to be top 14, top three team in the conference. And it's not, yeah, impossible. Uh, everything would have to go right. All the things we've been talking about all summer, everything would have to go right. Yeah, uh, but I think, but it's one of those things. I think you posed it. I could be wrong. You posed a question. I think to oh, this is gonna be a longer question. Thing. We're gonna run out of time. Of like who has the highest ceiling? But oh yeah, yeah. Floor, like, the Mavs stuff, are definitely but. one of those teams that has a really high ceiling, and I think a a, a floor that is farther from that ceiling. Because when you look at these questions of like, oh, who's your sleeper MVP candidate? You got to look for teams that are not being considered for like a top four seed but have a star that have a roster that if everything hit, they could, but, and, and they have a star that could put up big time numbers. Those are like the qualifications kind of, uh, so like year previously, it'd be something like a Damian Lillard, uh, kind of similar to what like Luca's in now a little bit, uh, as far as having another guy alongside them, they have a roster that if everything hit, they could, you know, take that big leap and all that stuff. But yeah, sure. Go Lee Ellis. Sure, it could happen. There you go, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. We'll be back tomorrow. Peace out. Boom. Boom.